Welcome back to the Captain's Coach Podcast. I'm the founder, Ben Smith, and we are really excited to bring you another great coach on the show in Ben Morgan. In part one, one of my favorite aspects about what Luke and Ben talked about was this idea of supported autonomy. I really believe that as a whole, coaches and parents have hijacked leadership from our next generation of athletes. Our tendency to organize everything for these boys and girls has ripped away the necessity for them to learn how to influence and organize things on their own. I love how Ben talks about how he tries to create a leadership lab of sorts on his team. We want to do our best to create a culture of development. We all know that we do not learn from lecture, but that we learn by doing. One of the best things that you can do is craft an environment on your team that allows for failure and puts your athletes in positions of leadership. Whether that be leading stretches or creating a game plan or heading up meetings, you want to put them in the spotlight. There's a great quote that says that people support what they create. And you can't even imagine what great things can happen when you try to give over some of your control that you're in desire, need of, uh, and give that to some of your players, and then just support and coach them through these different leadership experiences. This is why we exist as Captain's Coach. Sports is the perfect incubator for leadership development for all players, and we want to see a better leverage in the future for this purpose. For those that are interested more in this idea, our new mobile app is available to certain programs who wish to go through a pilot program. Its main feature is a way in which you can manage this whole idea and process. It's an innovative new approach to try and help solve some, uh, some long-standing problems that are in the sport, especially in leadership development. And so if you want to learn more, check out our website. There's all the information you need, or you can email us through our website as well uh, if you have any more questions. Now, without further ado, here's Ben Morgan with part two of building a leadership lab by leveraging supported autonomy. You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. Once you have those, those, those squad leaders or those captains in place, are, is there anything that you do as a coach to kind of specifically develop them or train them or, you know, what is it that you, you utilize them through on a daily basis that you're kind of interacting them with? Well, so I think, um, I th- I think that one of the main things, and, and again, you know, going, you know, what we were just talking about, you know, you start to say values and, and that, that works for some people and it doesn't work for others. Um, and I think, you know, I guess one of my, my question to you would be, you know, on that army lacrosse team, what do you, I mean, do you think there are any guys that, that wouldn't have been good captains? Yeah, that's also, yeah, that is a, that is a great question. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I think some of some of the things about being captain is is really brought out because you're in that position. Um, right. But right. I would say those senior classes, um, we never had anybody while I was there that was um, a, a captain as a junior. But um, it, all the senior classes, I think every year, I don't think 
underclassmen never looked at us and thought, okay, I can't go to this guy. I can't go to that guy. I need to address this problem with the captain. Uh, You know, there's multiple times when other guys outside of the captains address the team as a whole. So I think that's, that is a, that is a really good point, you know? Um, Because I I mean, that's the thing that fascinates me. So like, you know, by virtue of the fact that you guys um, were in the military academy, I mean, you know, and, and again, I think there's, there's, it's really easy um, as a coach to look at what other coaches are working with and be like, well, I wish I had that. Right. And, you know, to some extent that's true, but every situation's got, you know, unique challenges. I've, right. I've talked to, you know, Navy's rugby coach and, you know, he's dealing with things that I can't even imagine having to deal with as far as what his players get pulled to do as far as commitments and that kind of thing. But, um, but, you know, I will say that, you know, part of having that conversation is, you know, you don't know what you're going to get back and you can't right. go into it with, you know, trying to lead it because then you've just wasted your time mm-hmm. because, you know, the, I, I think the guys that I coach would pick up on the fact that, you know, we weren't being genuine. And I realized right. that at the time that there was always a chance that I could go in there and the guys would be like, well, we just want to, to be a fun team. And, you know, we, we don't really care that much about the rugby and that sort of, and there's always a chance of that. And, right. um, I think that, you know, part of that kind of the, the training question, um, you know, and how do we bring that out, you know, it depends so much on what you get out of the team. Um, you know, so, rug, there's a lot of different ways to play rugby. There's a lot of different ways to play all sports, I guess. But, um, you know, from my point of view, you know, you, you can play rugby as a very tough run people over team. Or you can play it as a, you know, pick your battles, intelligent, you know, not, not the running over people is, is unintelligent all the time if you got the horses to do it. But, um, but you know, it, and, and so, you know, depending on what a team picks, I think it really depends on, um, on how you train it. But there are a couple of things that um, trying to get to your question of, uh, you know, what do we do to kind of enhance that leadership? Um, I think the first thing that, that I like to do, and it's hard to do for a large team, and, you know, a, a rugby side has 15 guys on the pitch and you select 23 for match day. So you've got to have a good good bit more than 23. If you're lucky, you've got, you know, 40 on your roster who are coming mm-hmm. out pretty regularly. So it's tough to build personal relationships with each of those guys. Um, one of the things I've tried to get the coaching staff to do was kind of divide that up and, 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 you know, just get to know the guys. But that was, especially with the captains, I really try to get to know them, you know, what major are they in? Um, you know, what are they looking to do? Um, you know, and just, you've got to find some thread within them that, that you're interested in and that, you know, you're going to have genuine questions about, you know, if, if they're studying archaeology and you're not the least bit interested in that, don't try to fake questions about archaeology, you know, um, find something about them that, that you're interested in and start to build that relationship. And I think that once you do that, you're really in there. And, um, and then you can start to ask the questions about what they're finding challenging about being a leader, um, you know, what's going on um, with the team and, and that sort of thing. Um, I think, you know, there are a couple of kind of traditional stuff, you know, as far as there's, there's one pamphlet that I really like to have guys read, which was, I don't know if, um, uh, I think it's proactive coaching is the name of the organization. Um, but, uh, they've, they've got a number of different pamphlets that are all pretty good stuff. Um, but there was one, I think it's called seven ways to lead your team. And, you know, it's like a 
30 page kind of booklet that you can buy from them. And uh, I always tried to have several copies of those, but I had that. And then there's a very kind of, um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Kind of a, a sacred text for rugby coaches that, that um, comes out of a Scottish coach named Jim Greenwood called think rugby. And I always try to get the guys to read that, but again, you know, depending on what, what kind of team we were going to be, uh, you know, I, I would either suggest it to them or I would, you know, or, or I'd try to really encourage them to read it. Cause uh, you know, some of that stuff, you know, reading it, getting some ideas in your head is, is extremely useful. Yeah. And the ideas definitely lead you to a path of how to implement it and, and, you know, how to put that into action and, some things, you know, it comes back to that creativity with your leadership, you know, just different ways of, of thinking about it. And I think what you just said, you know, whether or not you super encourage this or it's something that you just kind of suggest, it comes back to what you were saying right before that, which is the conversations you have, you know, going around, talking to your players, figuring out what they're interested in, especially your captains. What kind of person are they? Are they, are they a reader? Are they a listener? You know, do they enjoy the super competitive coaching books or do they enjoy more of the storytelling uh, biography books? Um, right. You know, what, what is the, the personality of the leadership on your team? And, and the only real way to gauge that is through those personal conversations. And like you said, that also shows just a general interest in them as a person, not just an athlete, which is always a, a common theme and something that comes up in almost every single one of these interviews and these conversations is the difference between truly great leaders and some, you know, mediocre, not so great ones is the truly great ones care about their teammates and their peers and their leaders and subordinates as a, as a whole person. It's not just whatever, you know, their, their task and purposes for that day, or, you know, not just their sport at practice. It's, complete. It's outside. It's their family. It's their, their education. It's, you know, their other hobbies and interests. It's school. It's everything A to Z. And that, that, that's really what separates them. Um, and definitely encouraging the, the reading and the ideas and, and kind of getting a, a feel for who they are is definitely a huge piece. And, you know, my next question is, who are maybe one or two of the best captains you've ever coached or played with and what made them so great and, and such a, a good leader? Right. Um, I'd say, so um, one of them I played with and, um, and, and coached a little before he kind of life, life forced him out of rugby. Um, but uh I guess, I guess I'll give his name. Uh, so his name is Ben Martin. And he's actually, um, he's actually a firefighter now and doing, doing a lot with teaching leadership and the firefighting ranks. And, um, you know, Ben was one of those guys and, you know, that, you know, he was a great player and, you know, I'm a firm believer. You don't have to be a great player, um, to be a good captain, but man, it really helps when, when everybody respects what you do on the field. Right. Um, and, uh, and, you know, he, he was, he was a hard worker, but he just, um, he was, he had a, he had kind of a caring vulnerability that, that a lot of the guys don't, oh, don't, don't always let show, um, where, you know, kind of getting to what we're talking about, getting to know people, but, you know, he, he was, he was well-liked and he was willing to, you know, 
talk to guys and kind of get in their heads. And, uh, and, you know, I think he just, he, he established great relationships with the guys on the club and, um, and, you know, based on that was, was just guys were willing to, you know, were less willing to disappoint him, I guess, you know, and, um, you know, we're willing to listen to him when, when he said, you know, Hey, let's do this. Or, you know, let's, let's, let's knock this off or that kind of thing. So I, I thought Ben was an exemplary captain. Um, I'd say kind of, kind of in a different direction. Um, I, uh, served, I, I played basketball on my base basketball team for one of my tours and, 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 the Marine Corps, one of my duty stations. And, uh, I've worked with a, there was a corporal on the team and there were also, you know, staff, staff NCOs and, and, uh, commissioned officers on the team, mm-hmm. but we had a corporal who pretty much ran the team. You know, he got it organized and everything. And, um, and I mean, he was fantastic. Um, you know, he didn't have the rank on his, on his collar, but, but, you know, everybody listened to him and he was just, um, I, you know, outside of, of basketball, I, I didn't really know the guy to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. but he knew, um, he was just, he, he just had a real ability to kind of, um, take a situation, talk to everybody in such a way that they were willing to listen and kind of, and, you know, he just kind of had good ideas. So he, yeah, he had a very different approach, I would say, um, kind of to doing things. He wasn't overly charismatic and outgoing. And, uh, but he just, he had a, he had a great understanding for basketball and, um, and we all knew that. And, um, and he just, he had a respectful, but forceful way of talking to everybody to the point where he could bring everybody together, including junior enlisted and, 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 you know, captains. I think that was the highest rank we had on the team, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, David Centron, I think, I think David was his first name, but he was corporal and, uh, and yeah, he was, he was a great captain. That's awesome. Yeah. Two, two great examples. And I, and I like the, you know, a little bit of different perspectives coming from each, each of them. And the word I liked that you used for, for Ben is vulnerability. And I think that's a huge, a huge piece of, of being an effective leader. You know, sometimes on a, on a team, especially in high school and college level, you know, younger guys can, can see the senior captain as this maybe overbearing figure, not overbearing, but you know, up on a pedestal, uncomfortable approaching them, you know, yeah. Yeah. hard rock figure that has nothing, nothing going left or right and has no time of day for, for me and the rest of the guys in my class. But that vulnerability, when you can really open up and let yourself open to the younger guys and, and the rest of the, the people on your team, you know, that's huge. People are more comfortable to to get to know you, to open up, ask you questions. And I think a great a great measure of a leader is I'm going to steal something you said is people were afraid to let him down and they weren't afraid to mess up because they were afraid of, you know, the authority, the authority of him and, you know, the punishment that came with it, but really, you know, they felt bad if they, if they let him down. And I think that's a great measure of a leader and what leadership really is, is, if you're truly great, people will feel bad letting you down because they know they didn't do their best or they didn't do the right thing. Not because they're going to get punished or get in trouble, but because they know they let you down and all they want is for you to look at them the same way they look at themselves. Um, 
And I think that's a, a great measure of, of what a great leader is. And, you know, your second example, that, that young corporal, that's an amazing story because it's very, very tough to get, you know, people of all kinds of different ranks enlisted and uh, the commission officer side. And then you got this junior enlisted who's, you know, not, not boss him around, but kind of telling him what to do and they're listening. And, and I would love to have seen him in action in how he communicated, you know, communication is such a huge piece. Um, you know, it's one of the, one of the tenets of leadership at the captain's coach that communication really is a form of, of self-expression and how you are received and how you receive right. others. And you have to do that effectively, especially in a situation like that where you don't necessarily have the authority that you might normally have as a leader. Um, and just goes to show you that leadership can, can kind of come from everywhere. So two, two, two awesome examples and, and thanks well, for, you know, and I'll say, you know, I, I like the question cause it made, made me go back and think to what feels like forever ago, but, um, but you know, with, with, uh, Corporal Citron, I mean, he, he was an essential speaker. Like he didn't, um, he wasn't going to spend, he wasn't going to waste a lot of breath saying things that didn't need to be said. And right. I think that, um, that, you know, that, that that's a style and um and it's it's difficult I, I would like to be a more essential speaker uh, when i think about like some of the leaders that that i really admire they're probably way more stoic than i actually am mm -hmm. and they're probably a lot better at being concise um, i've heard a lot of stories about coaches learning so much having to go to coach in a place where they don't speak the language right and how that's been so helpful to them to understand how effective you can be by saying so little um and uh and i've always i've always been like we well, you know that sounds terrifying but but maybe that would be a good thing for me um you know but uh but yeah i would say that you know when i think back about why he was effective i think that was one of the things where he was just a very efficient communicator um and you know you knew when he said something that it was it was essential and it was going to be good i mean he was also highly competent so right. um so you know yeah, that's a, a, a huge piece. Um, the, the competence as well, you know, if you don't know what you're talking about, no one's going to listen to you. So sure. first, yeah. first and foremost, be, be competent in whatever realm you're in. And also, like you said, you know, you wish you could be a little more uh, of uh, an essential communicator, but you know, everyone has their own way of communicating. And that's why another one of our, our tenets of leadership is that leadership is an art. You, you have to be genuine. And I think you mentioned, earlier in the conversation, uh, the, the importance of being genuine because people can, they can sniff out when you're faking it. You know, oh, you might be able to make it for a little bit, but uh, not throughout months and throughout a season as a leader, you know, someone's yeah. going to catch on and, and you're going to start to get rejected and you're going to start to miss your mark in, in how your message is received. So, and then, you know, that'd be, that'd be a, a great tip for any coach out there, you know, try to go through practice today saying as little as possible to your captains or any of your players, you know, only say what is absolutely essential to keep practice going in an effective way. Is there any other advice, Ben, that you have for either captains or coaches looking for guidance in, in, the, in the world of leadership development? Um... You know, I, we, we've said it a number of times, but I think, you know, practice, practice, practice. I think there's, there's so much good stuff out there and we live in, I think what they're calling now kind of the aspirational age where, you know, everyone's trying to Im improve all the time. I mean, I remember, you know, when 
when I was a kid, my parents kind of, there's lots of self-help books and stuff, but kind of our version of that is, you know, all the podcasts and, you know, all this kind of stuff that we're doing. And there's so much great information out there. And I think that it's, it's awesome to pay attention to that and, and do as much as you can. But um, I think, you know, there's, sometimes there's, I think a misunderstanding that, you know, we're, we're doing some, I mean, I don't want to say you're not doing anything when you're, when you're consuming that sort of stuff, but you know, you're preparing to do something when you're consuming that stuff and you really have to, it's not, you can't listen to the body of podcast and the, and, and read five books and then become a good coach. You know, it's all about practice and you're going to continuously fail at things. And some of the things that you heard that made so much sense on, you know, podcasts and or books or pamphlets that you read are just going to fall flat. And it's not, it's not necessarily because you did it wrong. You might've, but it could also be because, Hey, it's just not something that works with the group of people that you're working with, or it's not, you know, it's not relevant to the situation that you're with. So I think finding that, um, if you can learn to be a good, uh, I guess, uh, practically aggregate information, you know, so that, so that you, you're, you're paying a distiller, I guess is where if you, if you can learn to be yeah. a good distiller of information and say, Hey, you know, these are great ideas and really, but don't let that be an excuse to not think about, not take that after you've listened to it and take the question and say, how does this apply to my team? Right. What, what do, do we think we can get it to work here? Um, what form of this would best work for my team? Um, I think, you know, that always get better, but, but make sure that you're getting better through practice as opposed to only by, you know, you ask a lot of coaches, Hey, what'd you do to get better? Well, I read this, read this book or I did this, you know, and it's like, well, but you know, how's that going to, how are you going to take that into practice? Yeah. You know, on the pyramid of, of learning, reading is I think almost at the, the absolute bottom uh, of, of, of effectiveness. And, you know, you, you hear, you forget, you write down, you remember, and you don't actually learn until you, you do it. So that, right. that applicability um, application and, you know, that's what we're trying to trying to get out is, you know, how to, what, how do you apply these things? And I think you've definitely had some great, tips and advice and, and different ways of doing things and things to do um, that coaches and, and captains can kind of take and, and implement today and practice later, you know, or, or tomorrow and how you interact with, with your teammates or, or how you interact with your coworkers, you know, practice, you know, and practicing that leadership doesn't have to be practicing on your team. You know, if you're afraid of rejection or if you're not quite in a leadership position where you feel comfortable you know, doing those sorts of things, find a group that you are comfortable doing it in and do it there, you know, do it in your family. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. And I think, you know, just, I mean, the video camera is such a great teacher, like through various phases, I've tried to, you know, do different things to, to get better as far as, you know, what I'm doing at practice is, you know, I've, I've invited mentors to have a policy where they can show up at, you know, at any time to kind of, review and critique what I'm doing at practice. And then, um, you know, sometimes filming and sometimes just recording audio. Um, you know, like I said before, I think, you know, one of the things that, that I feel is a weakness of mine is, is, you know, getting the thoughts in my head out through my voice um, in such a way that everybody's okay with it. And, and I'm also cognizant of the fact that I think a lot of my teams 
um, have liked me and respected me enough that they're not always willing to be like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, like, <laughs> stop it. You're not making any sense. And I think, you know, I, I appreciate that respect, but at the same time, um, just know that you're not, maybe not be, because you foster this relationship, maybe you're not always going to get the criticism that you actually need. Right. And, um, <clears throat> you know, going out and trying to find that and making sure that, you know, when you're practicing these things and, and, you know, it could also be just, you know, mentally going through practice. Like I'm big on, on typing out and printing my practices. Mm-hmm. And part of that for me is, um, you know, most of the time I, I never even have to look at them again because it's, it's in my head at that point. But part of that is mentally going through kind of, you know, what are you going to say here? What's the timing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if, and if you find, if you think that's a weakness of yours, just videotape yourself and watch yourself and it's probably going to be painful. Um, yeah, it usually is. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that's all part of it. And you know, is it, is it just painful to you or is it going to be painful to your team as well? Exactly. Um, but, uh, but I think all those things are, are, are great ways to, like you say, you don't, don't have to necessarily go out and practice with the team. You can review the things that you've done and, you know, kind of do them out loud, which you feel foolish doing sometimes, but once you get used to it, it's no big deal. Um, and, uh, I mean, I've got the basement of my house where I work and I know that my family has been upstairs before wondering what I'm talking about, but, uh, but you know, it's just, it's just part of getting better. And, and if you got a passion for it and you love your team, then I think that's, you, you'll find that you get a lot out of practicing. Yeah, I think that's great. And, you know, on top of that, that application, uh, you know, coming back and reviewing it, you know, critiquing yourself. And I love what we started, we started with the, the conversation with something about criticism and now. Now we're rolling back to, you know, taking on the criticism of yourself about how you're doing things. And, and Ben, you've been awesome. I don't want to take up, you know, the, the, the entirety of your morning, but I do have to ask uh, my, my favorite question that I ask everybody and get a different answer uh, every conversation. And, and what is your definition of leadership? Oh, man, that's such a tough one. I, I saw that and I was like, oh, man. Um, <laughs> you know, I think. I think it's, it's the practice of, of, of kind of assessing and understanding a group's purpose and then working with them to achieve it. And I I don't, I I feel like, um, I feel like I, I, I carefully choose the word kind of working with, um, because I think it's important to understand that, you know, sometimes leadership is doing nothing. Right. Um, and, you know, just letting things happen and just, you know, doing your best to, to be, to do whatever your part is. I, I, um, I was listening to a podcast about Irish rugby. Um, I, I don't know how much you follow, but they had a very tough loss against, uh, against England and we're right about to go into a world cup. And one of the, the captain didn't have a great game. And one of the points that they were making was that, you know, sometimes, Sometimes when you're a captain and, and the game's going not the way you want it to, um, it's tough to do your job. And, um, you know, because you feel like, hey, this, this, is, this is on my shoulders. And I think that it's important that, that you understand that you're, 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 you're a leader, you're a servant, and you're part of the team too. You know, and, and sometimes if you can't figure out how to fix it by talking to them or by, you know, huddling everybody together, sometimes you just have to work harder and do your job. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, it's important to realize that, that, you know, as leaders, we we're, we're working with the team and it's, you know, sometimes the best thing we can do is to just do our job um, and fit in and, you know, maybe not say anything or make any changes. 
Yeah, I, I, that honestly, Ben, is one of my favorite definitions that we've had so far. Um, you know, for a couple of reasons, you know, you start off with practice. It really is a practice. It is something to develop. It is a skill. Um, and then the, the, you know, your next part practice it of assessing and developing, you know, goals and a plan for a group of people. And, and I think sometimes that's missed in, in leadership that, you know, you are part of the team and you're working to figure out what your goal is. You know, sometimes it's, right. sometimes it's a, it's a predefined thing, but sometimes you have to kind of reassess and figure out, Hey, what, what are we really trying to accomplish? And that's a huge piece of an effective leader in the business world, in politics, you know, what, what is our goal? You know, finding yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, and then I was going to highlight it. I'm glad you highlighted it for me was working with that, that team. I think sometimes it gets lost on leaders that they are a part of the organization. They're not above the organization. They are embedded and doing your role is your first job as a leader is doing your role. And then right. you can worry about everybody else. So yeah. that for all of those reasons, one of, one of the, my favorites so far, that's definitely going to be added to, to a book uh, somewhere out there. listening to this, somebody's journal and it's going to be reread today. I guarantee you somewhere. So I love that. And then uh, I know you talked about any given team and I, I think I found the author Ray McLean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's Um, the one. It's, it's a, it's a quick read. It's, it's, I'd recommend it to anybody. Yeah. So I'll definitely, we'll throw that in the, in the show notes, any given team by, by Ray McLean. Is there any other books that you, you often recommend to the players or, or other coaches? Um, yeah. Uh, it's funny. There's, um, kind of, I've got, you know, we've all got different hats that we wear and, um, and I pick up a lot from both the parenting hat, (coughs) excuse me, that applies to coaching and then from, from kind of my business hat, um, that applies to coaching. And I think one of the, uh, you know, I'm always trying to read kind of different business books about leadership. Um, and, uh, there, there's one called radical candor and I, I forget her name. Um, but it'd be easy to find. I think it's been a fairly popular book, but um, it's essentially what we were talking about, about criticism. And, you know, um, she kind of divides criticism into kind of four blocks or, or maybe communication styles or leadership styles into four blocks and radical candor is kind of like the best and the worst is ruinous empathy. Um, Hmm. And, uh, and it's, it's, I mean, I, I, I felt like I got a lot out of that book. Um, and, um, and so that's one that I've recommended. And then, um, and then there's, there's, uh, my wife really doesn't like this guy, but there's this, uh, there's this guy, Dr. Kevin Lehman, who, um, who does parenting books and, uh, like with so much of that stuff, it all seems very obvious, but then as you're parenting, you don't do it. Um, And, uh, but I think a lot of what he says applies to working with, with people and athletes and um, he's got a couple books, but, uh, but you know, he's got a podcast where it's just good communication advice. And just as far as, you know, his big thing is, you know, letting life teach the lessons as opposed to, you know, as opposed to, you know, trying to be an authoritarian. So, um, right. So I think a lot of his stuff, I think, you know, one of the better ones was, I think, how to make your kid mind without losing yours or something like that. It's, it's all kind of corny stuff, but, but I think he's great. Um, but uh, I, so I've actually recommended that one to some coaches who are working with, um, with younger teams that they find challenging. 
Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Radical Candor by, by Kim Scott. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes as well. And then, you know, anything by, by Dr. Kevin, Kevin Lehman, um, for sure. You know, always leadership is, is a, is a skill that kind of transfers over to just about everything. Um, so, uh, great point and, and great having you on, on the show, Ben. It was awesome. Awesome conversation. Um, especially the, the, the best definition of leadership so far. So you can take that one, that one home for Thanks, you. Thanks, man. Um, That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. And, and yeah, enjoy the, enjoy the rest of your day. I know I've taken up uh, a good amount of your morning. So uh, oh, not a problem. Good talking to you. Luke. But Thanks, ben. All right. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulet. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.